What's going to happen when the water breaks? People are starting to pay attention and notice the signs that we are starting to see. The sun being extremely hot and orange. The moon being orange. There's a haze in the sky. This is around the world. People are sharing pictures and telling me what they are seeing from around the world. I can't explain how exciting this is as they're also diving in and they're reading for themselves and finding the meaning. Because we are supposed to be paying attention. We see in Luke chapter 21, verse 36. I'm going to back up to 34 and read through 36. But watch yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and cares of this life. And that day come upon you suddenly like a trap. For it will come upon all who dwell on the face of the whole earth. But stay awake at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are going to take place and stand before the Son of Man. Be careful when you're hearing of all these rapture dreams. I think people are going to be Caught by surprise. So I want to go through this to prepare people for what they are going to see. What we are going to experience. Because this is fitting together so incredibly. First, let's go to Matthew 24, verses 4 through 8. And Jesus answered them, See that no one leads you astray, for many will come in my name, which is Jesus, saying, I am the Christ, which means anointed, and they will lead many astray. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, for this must take place. But the end is not yet, for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are but the beginning of birth pangs. Now I'm reading from the ESV. But there's something that needs to be pointed out because it is typically referred to as diverse places. And I don't know why the ESV decided to go with various and I should probably look into that. But it was shared, I hadn't looked at this, and this is what is so exciting about how people are looking at this for themselves and sharing. What does diverse mean? Wretched, treacherous, perverse. From the Latin, turned different ways. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places in the wretched treacherous, perverse places there where things have been turned in different ways. I think of Sodom and Gomorrah. What happened there? 
because they had turned different ways. They were living wretched, treacherous, and perverse. They were judged. As soon as the veil was really removed, Lot, the covering was taken out of the city. Cities. It was shown what was happening, the abominations in the cities, and by the, even the meaning of the names, Sodom being plowed. Gomorrah meaning bundled, and they were both burned. It's the parable of the weeds. What will happen to the weeds? They will be harvested, plowed under, bundled, and burned. Because they have been wretched, treacherous, perverse, they've been turned in different ways. But Jesus is telling us there will be wars and rumors of wars. This is the beginning of birth pains. I was having a good conversation with a friend of mine that's a nurse and a mother, so she has a lot better insight into the birth process than I do. And that will be fitting into this. And we're going to walk through. There is going to be a birthing. As Jesus says, these are the beginning of birth pains. What happens after birth pains? We call it labor. The contractions, as they get shorter, there would be a labor shortage. You have a birth. And what proceeds just before there is a birth? The water breaks. But Jesus says, nation will rise against nation. That's race against race, kingdom against kingdom. That will be country against country. There will be wars. But those are the beginning of the birth pains. If we go to Daniel chapter 9. I continue to go back over a lot of the same chapters and verses because there's more that needs to keep coming through. And more keeps getting added into it as this unfolds. But in Matthew 9, verse 26 through 27, And after sixty-two weeks an anointed one shall be cut off and shall have nothing. And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. Its end shall come with a flood. And to the end there shall be war. What did Jesus tell us? There will be wars and rumors of wars. Those are the beginning of birth pangs. Daniel tells us there will be war until the end. And its end shall come with a flood. The water will break. Desolations are decreed, and he shall make a strong covenant with many for one week. And for half a week he shall put an end to sacrifice and offering, and on the wing of abomination shall come one who makes desolate, until the decreed end is poured out on the desolator. It's poured out. What do you pour? Liquid. From a cauldron. That cauldron was just lit at the Olympic ceremonies. The space race is heating up before a birth. Now if we go back to Matthew 24 and we start at verse 29. First, there's the desolations. 
To the end, there's going to be war. And if those days wouldn't, weren't cut short, there'd be no human left alive. And Jesus tells us, starting in verse 29, immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of heaven will be shaken. Then will appear in heaven the sign of the Son of Man, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. The sun and the moon, so this is after the tribulation of those days. The sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will fall from heaven. They will be, the water will break. There will be a birth. But it's before Jesus returns. That's how we know he's coming. So when you go to Luke chapter 21, 34 through 36. Don't be distracted. <clears throat> but watch yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down. 36, it says, But stay awake at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things. Should we be seeking an opportunity to get back to normal, to have fun, just to do what we did before? Or is this a time to stay awake? To be watching? And praying that we have the strength to escape all these things that are coming. This birth. A time of great tribulation. A flood. Now there's more to look at with this flood. If we go to Matthew 24 again, verses 37 through 39. As were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. And they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. What happened? They were distracted. They were getting back to normal. In Matthew chapter 24 it says, If you choose to drink with the drunkards, to have a good time, you'll be caught unaware. That's what they were doing in the days of Noah before the flood, and so will it be the coming of the Son of Man. Up until the day that Noah got into the ark. Well, let's look at what the ark story tells us. What happens when Noah gets into the ark? Genesis chapter 7 Verse 10 through 12. And after seven days, the waters of the flood came upon the earth. Upon the earth. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, on the 17th day of the month, on that day all the fountains of the great deep burst forth. 
and the windows of the heavens were opened, and rain fell upon the earth forty days and forty nights. I don't think that people typically read and pay attention to the details, but what happens here? First, Noah went into the ark for seven days, a week. And after the seven days, the waters came upon the earth. But typically, people just think of, it rained a lot for 40 days and 40 nights. But there's more to it. On that day, all the fountains of the great deep burst forth. Water came up from below. And the windows of the heavens were opened. Waters came down from the firmament. And rain fell upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights. There's a lot more water than we think. If we go to Isaiah 26... Twenty through twenty-one. We'll see what it's like when Noah goes into the ark. Starting in verse twenty of Isaiah twenty-six, come, my people, enter your chambers and shut your doors behind you. Hide yourselves for a little while until the fury has passed. For behold, the Lord is coming out from his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity and the earth will disclose the blood shed on it and will no more cover its slain. Noah went into the ark. It will be like the days of Noah when he went into the ark. He's telling us now, Come, my people, enter your chambers and shut your doors behind you. Hide yourselves for a little while until the fury has passed. Noah entered the ark with his family and the animals that were entered in there as well. God tells us to enter our chambers. Now what happened after the flood? We see that water comes up from the, the deep and it comes down from the heavens. If we go to Genesis 8, starting in verse 2 through 8, the fountains of the deep and the windows of heavens were closed those same windows that were opened. The rain from the heavens was restrained and the waters receded from the earth continually. At the end of 150 days, the waters had abated and in the 70th month, on the 17th day of the month, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. And the waters continued to abate until the, the 10th month. In the 10th month, on the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains were seen. The water recessed. The windows of heaven were closed. The fountains of the deep and the windows of heavens were closed and the water dissipated. First those they opened, water came up from below and down from above and afterward those windows were closed and the water receded. But then in verse 6, at the end of forty days, Noah opened the window of the ark that he had made and sent forth a raven. It went to and fro until the waters were dried up from the earth. Now, if you look into what a raven is, we've talked about Moragon. It's a goddess. 
symbol is the raven. Similar to like the black feather that was painted on the side of the rocket of the new shepherd from, of blue origin carrying Jeffrey Bezos. It was a whole ritual. I think it was representing first the ravens checking to see if the portals are open because they're going to be opened again. It went to and fro until waters were dried up from the earth. Then he sent forth a dove from him to see if the waters had subsided from the face of the ground. First the raven, then the dove. We've seen a raven. There's going to soon be a dove. The reason I say that is Jesus tells us that the return of the Son of Man will be like lightning from the east and to the west, a bright white light. He tells, A wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, but no sign will be given it to them, we give it to them but for the sign of Jonah. Jonah means dove. But for three days and three nights, Jonah was in the heart of that great fish. I think that's Leviathan. So also will the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth three days and three nights. There's waters from above, and there's waters from below. Now if we go back, as we're told to remember the covenant, to keep the commandments, those commandments are in Exodus chapter 20. They aren't ten bullet points. They're what we're supposed to be following. Now if you go to verse 4, you shall not make for yourselves a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. There's water under the earth. But we would know that if we continue to read. We read in Genesis chapter 20, 8 through 11. It tells us to remember the Sabbath day, to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but on the seventh day is a Sabbath to your Lord your God. It's a seventh day. What should you do on the Sabbath? On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter or your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or your sojourner who is with in your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath and made it holy. What are we supposed to do? If we look at verse 6, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. We're supposed to keep the commandments. And we would see things like, don't make any images or likenesses of anything that is in the water under the earth. And we would see that the Sabbath is the seventh day. And on it we are to remember the six days of creation and rest and remember and if we remember, we would know what creation looks like. We would go to the beginning. We would go to Genesis chapter 1. 
and read verses 6 through 8. And God said, let there be an expanse. Now this is the English Standard Version, ESV, so it says expanse. Typically it says firmament, and I think there's a reason why the ESV uses expanse, but it's firmament. In the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. In the firmament, what does what is the firmament? Its etymology is a support, a strengthening. In Strong's, it's a visible arch in the sky. That's what a firmament is. And it separates the waters from the waters. So there's waters above it, and there's waters below it. So what happens when the windows in the firmament are opened? Water comes in. There's a flood. And God made the expanse of the firmament and separated the waters that are under the expanse or the firmament from the waters that were above the expanse or the firmament. And it was so. And God called the expanse heaven. And there was evening and there was morning the second day. That's important to understand as we piece this all together. Because it's going to be like the days of Noah. And when we look at what the firmament is, a visible arch in the sky, it's a support, it's a strengthening. What happens when the sky rolls back like a scroll? If we look at Isaiah 34, 4. Bear with me as I turn pages. All the hosts of heaven shall rot away, and the skies roll up like a scroll. All their hosts shall fall as leaves from as leaves fall from the vine, like leaves falling from the fig tree. Matthew twenty four, we are told, read the lesson. Or learn the lesson of the fig tree. In Matthew 24, we see that the sun and the moon will be darkened and the stars will fall from the sky. They will, the sky is going to roll up like a scroll. The water is going to break. There was going to be a birth and the stars are going to fall. Now, I don't think a lot of people understand that the stars are the angels that were bound. If you look at Genesis 1, 14 through 19, and we know what the firmament is. Firmament is a visible support or a strengthening. It means visible arch in the sky. It also uses the word in the ESV as expanse, to spread out, unfold, to expand from out. More of a recent understanding of the etymology is an uninterrupted stretch or area, a space. The expanse is a space from out. It's outer space. So who would be the aliens, those that belong to another, coming from the outer space? They are going to be born when the glass ceiling breaks, when the sky, the firmament, is rolled out as the expanse is to spread out, unfold, expand, when it's not unfolded, but it's folded back up. 
There will be a birth. The water will break. That will be preceding the actual birth. And what will we see coming down? Genesis 1.14 And God said, Let there be lights in the expanse or firmament. They're in it. They're in that space of the heavens to separate the day from the night. And let them be for signs and seasons. We're seeing the signs now because they're all glowing orange. And for days and years, it's our clock. And let them be lights in the expanse or the firmament of the heavens to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. God set them in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth, to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the fourth day. These lights are in it. In the book of Enoch, they're called luminaries. They're probably made out of what we would see as fire. The sun is the greater light. The moon is also a light. The sun will be darkened, and the moon will give forth its light. The powers of heaven will be shaken, and the stars will fall. There will be, the water will break. There will be a birth before we see the Son of Man. So we are to pray always that we're strong enough to escape these things that are coming upon the earth, the water, and the angels that are fallen. We can also see this in Psalm 19.1. It just so happens that Warner Von Braun, the first head of NASA, the group that has been putting together the information to give an understanding of a false creation, a recreation, and it has distracted people because they are seeking recreation. It's the same word, just pronounced different. Recreation is the distraction of the joys of this world to give us a false sense of creation, and it's called a recreation or a recreation. The job of NASA is to deceive, nausea, to deceive, to beguile, to give a false sense of creation because people have stopped understanding and keeping the commandments so they don't realize that six days of work, seventh is to rest, to remember the creation. They didn't keep the commandments. So now they have a recreation. Warner von Braun, on his gravestone, is Psalm 19.1. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. The glass ceiling that NASA tries to break through, and they've got people convinced that they've landed on a light called the moon, or that they can send probes to Mars, It's very good movie work. Started by Walt Disney, a very good friend of Warner Von Braun. Now as we see the firmament 
it's a visible arch in the sky. We go back and understand the covenant in Genesis 9.13 and how this has also been twisted. I'm going to read 9.13 through 15. I have set a bow in the cloud, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth when I bring clouds over the earth and the bow is seen in the clouds. I will remember my covenant covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh, and the water shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. doesn't say that it won't destroy some. It won't destroy all flesh. That's why Jesus says, if those days weren't shortened, there'd be no flesh left alive. It's the covenant. It's the firmament. It's been a twisting. It doesn't say rainbow. There's a reason that these liberation and independence movements use a rainbow flag and have Christians convinced that they need to reclaim the firmament or the rainbow flag. Well, the firmament is the visible arch in the sky. It is a support, a strengthening. It's a strong covenant. But when light from the firmament, the sun, the moon, the stars, passes through rain, it's divided light into a rainbow. It's the dividing of the light. It is a rebellion It's not the source of the light, it's the dividing of the light. So the groups that have used this symbol of a rainbow, the dividing of light, are those that when we go to the diverse places, the wretched, treacherous, perverse, from Latin, turned different ways, that's their flag. And what's going to happen in the places that are waving a rainbow flag? There's going to be earthquakes. There's going to be things that happened in Sodom and Gomorrah. You probably don't want to be around those areas. As Noah entered in the ark, and as we are told in Isaiah, enter into your chamber and shut the door behind you. For just a little while, while the fury passes. Because after the fury passes, we will see the sign of the coming of the Son of Man on the clouds. But that's after. It's after the, the raven flies. It's after the water breaks. It's after there is the birth of the aliens from the cauldron Those that belong to another, that's what alien means. It's those from the extra territory, extraterrestrials. They're coming from the outer space. They are coming from the expanse. That's going to happen with a after the wars and rumors of wars as the nation will rise against kingdom or nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom after. The water breaks. Soon after the water breaks, there will be a birth. 
And after the fury of those times, they'll be cut short so that not all flesh is killed by this flood. Its end will come with a flood, Daniel 9. Then, after, you will see the sign of the coming of the Son of Man. Be ready for what happens after the water breaks. Godspeed.